And hello there. This is the second episode of Yankee Nation podcast brought to you by New York Sports Nation. I am here with two other writers of the New York Sports Nation, Brian and Ryan, and we're here to just talk Yankees. So let's start off with, you know, the biggest news of this week is Brett Gardner signing a one-year, $4 million contract with a next year team and player option. Isn't that right, uh, Ryan? Yeah, so Gardner signs a one-year, technically one-year, $4 million deal with a player and team option for next year. I'm not sure which one has to be, which option would have to be accepted first next uh, for him to come back. But um, uh, I, I really think that the price on this deal, it, um, it, it's kind of a no-brainer for the Yankees to bring Gardner back, considering how he's become a leader in the clubhouse and uh, just his value off the bench, what he could provide defensively. I, I don't think, I don't think anyone should be uh, should have any complaints about this. I'm absolutely flat out excited he's back for another year. Uh, you know, he's the heart and soul in the locker room and the dugout and on the field. And um, I think it's just great. I think, you know, um, <clears throat> somebody I'm, I'm looking at the roster and I'm trying to figure out who has his heart as much as he, you know, and, and, and can command the whole team the way he does. So I think just for that value alone is great. Um, however, uh, we were chit-chatting a little bit about, um, you know, wins above replacement and, and war stats. And when you look at the last couple of years, it's Aaron Judge and then Brett Gardner. And then you have Hicks behind that, Talkman behind that, and, of course, Frazier's down the line a little bit. So I'm glad Frazier's going to get plenty of time this year, but I'm really happy Gardner's back. Yeah, I, I think I think the big thing about Gardner is, like what you said, Brian, is that, you know, even though he's kind of up there in age, there's something like I don't see anybody on this roster being that leader on the team right now. Like Judge will eventually be getting there. DJ is kind of at that same level, I would say. But it's kind of like who's that person who's been there, who's gotten a ring? Like Brett Gardner is that, you know, that guy on the team who's leading. Like he has that emotional heartbeat of the team. And I think not having him on the team even though he's he's he might not play every single game but if you want to win a championship you kind of need that player who's the heart and soul of the team and that's Brett Gardner and then yeah his his contract is kind of a deal in the sense of like based off his production and how it relates to other players like I know before we started recording Ryan brought up Schwarber and Jock Peterson and how they both got like $9 million, right? Yep. Yeah, and around so, that time, around that, yeah. that type of money. And Brett Gardner, I wouldn't say Brett Gardner is worse than either of them. And if anything, mm -hmm. defensively and his like baseball intangibles, like defense and leadership, he's by far better than both of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, the value of the contract is that you keep under the luxury cap, you keep the heart and soul, and you still get a quality player. Yeah. And with Gardner, it's um, 
that many people will be, some people have brought up concerns like, oh, he's going to take Frazier's time and, and left. Um, I, I'm not sure if that really means that necessarily, because, you know, we have outfielders that miss time. I mean, Gardner can play center. He, he, he can give Hicks days off and he can give Aaron Judge days off and right. And if he, I mean, sorry, Clint Frazier can go to right and give Aaron Judge a day off. So Gardner can play left. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm there. Uh, I think there will be up to five outfielders on this team that get a sizable amount of time on the field. And uh, I mean, we, we will talk about who that fifth outfielder will be coming up. But um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, anyone should be worried about Frazier not getting playing time at all. Yeah, and I actually <clears throat> the other the other aspect here is a lefty bat in the lineup with speed, and and you know he he always puts pressure, whether it's a ground ball or not, he always puts pressure. He puts pressure on the field to make the play. He puts pressure on every pitcher because he is a guy that will look on average at five or six pitches every at bat, and and that you know one of the things that. The Yankees of, of the, uh, the dynasty era of the late 90s and early 2000s were really good at was driving the pitch count up on every opposing pitcher so that they could get into that bullpen and just dominate the game in the late innings. So, I, I, you know, he's one of those classics that still, still hold over from that era. We all remember that game in Cleveland. 2017 with that like 18 pitch at bat or something like that. Yeah. And the, and the ALDS. That was classic. Yeah. I mean, it in general, I mean, I I'll, I'll bring up this about the lineup in general. I do think we have like a decent amount of players that work the count. I mean, Aaron judge strikes out a lot, but almost every time he's up, you'll see him at with a three, two count. And yeah. I, I, I mean, you don't really have too many free swingers on this roster. I mean, the one that comes to mind for me is uh, Miguel Andahar. He doesn't really walk too much, but he's not a starter either. So yeah, he's not. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see what kind of at-bats he gets this year. And actually, he's he's got some work to do in order to make the team. I think. But oh yeah, you know, we've talked the, you know, we talked about it. I think one of the things we uh, we talked a little bit about Clint Frazier. I, I am actually really also excited that Clint's going to get a full shot this year. You can't take that bat and keep that bat out of the lineup. And as long as he doesn't hurt himself in the field, he'll always be in the lineup, you know, one way or another. And um, and he's done better at getting better. He, he's gotten better in the field as well. I mean, he uh, 2019 was a real challenge for him, but but last year he did better with that. And I think I think like what she just said, like last season he was beyond anything I feel like we couldn't have expected based off what we saw in 2019 with his fielding. He was really good at being an outfielder. And I think playing the field is a big part of like, he's now, his bat has always been good, but his fielding has kept him out of the lineup. And I think now that he's more of an, he's a better overall player. You can't really take out his bat because of his feeling, because his feeling is no longer bad. So I think Clint is going to be the starter, and I think Gardner's definitely still going to get reps. I think both players are going to be able to do it. Like Hicks, Stanton, and Judge all were injured last season for long periods of times. And then years before that also, 
all three have been hurt. So you're going to see Gardner get games. I think later yeah. in a later episode, we'll talk about over-unders on how how many games Judge and Stanton might play. And I think that'll factor into Gardner. I could see him playing easily starting 60 games just because Judge and Stanton might not get to 120. I think when you talk about Brett Gardner, the best ability is availability. And, and yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's so true about him. Yeah. And you, you, you know, Jose, you mentioned it, the other outfielders that went down last year. And here's a guy who's playing every game every day, just because they're, 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 uh, they're, they're outfield depth uh, warranted it. And so I think, you know, um, there's going to be plenty to go around. I uh, I don't know, uh, Ryan, if you wanted to add anything to that, but I was going to kind of lead into now. Now let's look at the crowded outfield that they've got. After signing Gardner, let's run the roster down. You want to try to tackle that first? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm good transitioning to the uh, the outfield depth. Yeah. Uh, we we mentioned fifth outfielders, and um, one of the interesting questions coming up this spring training is what the Yankees will do with Mike Talkman. The Yankees brought in Jay Bruce and Derek Dietrich on uh, tryouts for this spring. And um, Talkman is out of options. I mean, it, it really depends on what the Yankees think of him. Because in 2019, it, I mean, we were talking about war before. Talkman was like in the top five of the whole team for war in that year. And I mean, you wouldn't think that, but I mean, he had, he had a stretch where he was playing as well as Mike Trout. I mean, I don't think he's that good, but, <laughs> but if the Yankees think he can re replicate any form of that, I would be surprised if they didn't really care how he did this spring, but there's also a possibility that they saw him last year where he was kind of just, he, he struggled and he struggled with middle, middle fastballs too. So <laughs> Yeah, um, you, you saw a lot of swing and miss. You saw a lot of swing and miss uh, last season from him. Back in 2019, he started that season the same way. It was a little rough around the edges. But a guy, there's a guy who, again, because of attrition in the outfield, he got nearly 300 at-bats and really contributed. The second half of the season, he was he was really lights out. You look forward to, you look forward to him getting up at bat. Yeah, and – I'll bring this up just going back to like how it relates to Clint Frazier and his, um, and his defense improving is um, 2019. The reason that Talkman was getting time over Frazier as a fourth outfielder was because his, they prioritized his defense. And Talkman is, is a really good defender in left and in center field. So, um, I mean, Frazier's defense improving makes it a little bit tougher for Talkman to get playing time, especially with the bat that Frazier brings. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we'll see what the Yankees decide with Talkman. It'll probably be, if they move on, it'll probably be at the, at the very end of spring training, almost like the time that they got him from the Rockies, which was like after the last spring training game before the season started. Right. Yeah. And I don't remember where I heard it, but I remember looking on Twitter and seeing, um, Cashman talking about that he's getting a whole bunch of calls from uh about Talkman and I feel like Talkman is a valued player and I feel like if you can get a quality bullpen player or a future prospect 
for Talkman, I think that it's better mm. than designating him for assignment and maybe having someone else pick him up or have him just sit there for a long period of time and then get cold. And then when he's called up, he's not really there. I just think it's smarter to get something back. And I know another person that has no more options is Jose Albert Abreu, I believe. Yeah, Albert Abreu. Yeah, yeah so I think I would be surprised him. if he's on yeah. Team. But um, yeah, I would Talkman. The the thing with Talkman is like it, the Yankees might like him, but if he uh, if he if you really don't think he's gonna get much playing time, and if you think Jay Bruce or Derek Dietrich could take that spot and fill in fine as the fifth outfielder, then um, I mean, if you can get a bullpen arm, I mean that might just that might just make your your team better. Or, I mean. It, you can. It won't be a great bullpen arm at all, but maybe like some someone of like a Luis Sessa type or something like that, mm-hmm. or, or yeah, John Luisago, you know. Right. I think. Uh, <clears throat> I think the other two things that Bruce and Dietrich have going for them that Dockman doesn't is they can also swing into the infield. So, so their flexibility on the team and on the roster as you're trying to create this 26 person roster, and we'll be getting through that as we get through uh, spring training here, but. The bottom, the you know, <clears throat> Talkman's an outfielder, a really good one, a really good defensive outfielder with a, a bat, a so-so bat. Um, <clears throat> but he can be streaky at the same time. But Bruce, Dietrich, both played infield positions in addition to outfield positions. Tyler Wade is in that same boat, too, where he's played infield and outfield. He's viewed more as an infielder and a spare outfielder just in case. I think the other two guys are probably outfielders as a spare infielder just in case. So I don't I don't know about Bruce playing like in left or right. I don't know how comfortable I would be with him. I definitely feel more comfortable with Dietrich. I feel like Bruce is more of like a he like Bruce a is Mike either Ford. right yeah. Bruce is Bruce is either right field or first base probably. Dietrich yeah, can or, play all three outfield positions, I think. Or at least yeah. the corners. And Dietrich can play first, second or third as well. So there's I, more vers- then, versatility there. Yeah, and I think another name that like you guys brought up earlier, Anduhar. I feel like this is like a random take in the sense of like when he was in the um, during the winter and he was playing in the Dominican Republic, he was playing outfield some of that some of those games, and I think maybe he i don't know if he has a solid shot but i think he might be able to get thrown into the mix as someone like maybe it's him and tyler wade battling out for that infielder outfielder position just to see that true utility man and then maybe he gets a call up mid-season depending if if wade's bat starts to fizzle out but again defensively wade is just has such yeah. a big advantage over Anduhar. Wade's glove yeah. and Wade's speed are are his two biggest assets. I don't look at his bat as an overall asset as well. He'll occasionally get a hold of one, um, but for the most part, I think uh, Anduhar, on the other hand, has a bat that everybody can count on, and then it's just questionable as to what his fielding can be. So, everybody, it's interesting. Everybody's got little. Yeah, we don't have it all in one person, so we're going to have to put a few together. Yeah. 
I think it'll be a little bit tough for Andujar to crack any playing time spots, uh, at least to start off. Oh, I yeah. do think, I, I mean, I do think you will see him at some point this year. Okay. I mean, uh, injuries will happen. I, you just hope it won't be as bad as it has been the last two years, which, I mean, I'm kind of optimistic because, I mean, that's the last two years have been unprecedented. Like, th- that's, it's historic <laughs> the amount of injuries the Yankees had the last two years. So, I mean, hopefully, I, I was listening to Aaron Judge he had a press conference yesterday. He was talking about the uh, the less weight weightlifting and more yoga. And I mean, he he said that he had always done yoga, but like he, the weight less weightlifting and something something he mentioned that he's going to work on was um, just his footwork in the outfield and trying to not dive for too many balls. I mean, he's a great defender, but um, he just he just wants to be smarter so it can stay on the field. I mean, that makes sense. He, he knows that he hasn't been able to stay on the field. And I, I think he's really, uh, I think, uh, knowing that this this was a healthy offseason, I think. I mean, last year he was he had a cracked, cracked shoulder or something like that, and he uh, had a punctured lung during the offseason without even knowing. So yeah. <laughs> maybe this year with a fully healthy offseason and focusing on prioritizing ways to stay healthy he can he can play some more hey let's not forget let's not forget the other outfielder on the roster in Giancarlo Stanton (laughs) you know I mean and 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 speaking of a guy who had a different kind of offseason too uh you check him I, I didn't catch anything yet on him other than the pictures but he's looking pretty slender so yeah for 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 me I feel like I want to see how he does in the outfield and see like where he gets fitted in. I think I'll always remember when judge played center field that one time. Yeah. And like, that was one of like, that's one of my favorite, like funny moments as a Yankee fan. Like that was just weird to see, but he didn't look bad out there. Well, like he looked okay out there, but he looked okay in in a pinch. In a pinch, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. You know. And I think I think if you wanna it it'll we'll see how it old outfolds and all that stuff, but I, I, I think something to keep interesting to see at the end of the season is Stanton's games starting in the outfield. And I just wanna see he yeah. struggled in left field. Yeah. I don't think he's playing center field, <laughs> but Judge has a hold on right and is a mm. better defender. It's like a. It's interesting. I'd like to honestly. I'd like to see him in left. Like I mean, he wasn't perfect in left in 2018, but Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a good defender in in right, and I believe his defensive metrics weren't too bad in left field. And obviously, this this is something that if it happens, you're ecstatic because then the Yankees are in the World Series, but. Uh-huh. No, there's no DH in the National League this exactly. year. Exactly. So, I was just gonna. Yeah. I was just gonna say that, Ryan. If they, if Stanton <laughs> is what we think he is, and I mean, I I don't think there's any denying that when he's on the field, we he's a force, and the Yankees win more games when he's playing. But yeah. um, you want that bat in the lineup, and if you aren't able to get him in the lineup because he can't play defense in the World Series, then uh, that would be a little bit disappointing. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. Anytime they're playing their interest, the uh, interleague games or the uh, or, or or in the uh, World Series, they you know you you can't have him on the bench as come off the bench as a as a pinch hitter. No, you can't. And so that that's what I'm interested in seeing as the season goes along, where he fits into the outfield now with Hicks, Gardner, um, Judge, Crazier. Yeah. So it's kind of. Where does he fit in when the Yankees play National League games? And I I think something that I forgot to mention about uh, Andujar is that Gio is not going to participate a lot in spring training. He's just going to be there. And then because he, he's still covering, forgot what surgery he had in the offseason, but he had a surgery. Do you remember what it is, Ryan? Well, he had, he had bone spurs. Um, Boone commented that he might actually be available for the first game. Oh, oh. So, and if, if he isn't, then like he he would be it wouldn't be long after that you would see him playing in games. So yeah, I knew he I mean, was. They were saying he should be fine for opening day, but I was just thinking if Miguel is going out there and putting good solid at bats up, I wonder how that transitions his process in the future. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't put him ahead of Urshela. Like Urshela no. is a lock for third, but maybe yeah. uh I mean, maybe it would just boost his confidence from in the Yankees coaching staff a little bit. Or if he becomes a trade asset in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into more news that happened like when pitchers and catchers report. And I think one of the hardest news that we might have to talk about and will probably come up again throughout this season is German, Diego German's domestic violence situation. And I think kind of... Domingo. Yeah. Domingo German, sorry. Yeah. I think the biggest, one of the, I don't know, what Zach Britton said about the situation kind of summed it up perfectly. And I think we just need to shed a light on like the Lindsley Adler story and just kind of what happened there. Um. Lindsay Adler kind of went over an article that discussed it more in depth in how in a party, Jermon had slapped his ex-girlfriend and then it got more violent as it got when they got back to their apartment to the point where his ex-girlfriend, I believe at the time, or fiance, had to call another Yankee player's wife and the Yankee player had to come and restrain Jermon and that kind of gone to a really bad situation so the yankee players know knew exactly what happened but it hadn't been given to us the audience till this Lindsay adler story and zach Britton kind of just saying you can't choose your teammates is pretty much like the attitude but i think that the yankee organization might be starting to get fed up with german as the season goes on and kind of like Ryan brought up his his t- Instagram stuff and all that stuff. It's kind of a lot, and I don't know how that goes into this offseason, especially with a clubhouse dynamic. I mean, with me, I I am not worried about, like, just – I'm not worried about one guy ruining the clubhouse culture because this the, the Yankees clubhouse has, uh, in my opinion, had a really good – culture since 
2017 when Judge came up and it was the baby bomber team. But um, I mean, Zach Britton, I don't blame him one bit for making those comments. I mean, you don't, <laughs> you shouldn't like a guy who did that. So, and I'm, I mean, part of what came from, came from uh, that situation was uh, someone on Twitter telling Zach Britton that he was like a bad teammate for saying what he said. And then he was like, oh, you don't even know what happened. But Zach Britton fired right back and he was like, you don't think I know what happened? <laughs> on that yeah. night? So, um, you yeah. know, I, in, in all honesty, I really don't, I really wouldn't be surprised at all to see Domingo Herman start in AAA this year just to, uh, to prove himself again. But, um, I mean, Brian, I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I, uh, no place, no place ever in society for uh, domestic violence, and and you know I think that from a situation here, um, <clears throat> the the tough part, the, in, the interesting part, as I said, or you know where Preppen was, um, you know, we only knew of the incident at CC Sabathia's fundraiser, and um, and that's what we all thought the discipline was for, and Lindsay Adler's article brought out like nope, it went way beyond that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the bottom line is it is a distraction. I think, uh, as you said, Ryan, you know, Domingo Roman's own, own comments on Instagram and everything and, and his own stuff, he, he, he's, a, he was a distraction. He's got to stop. Um, bottom line is from an ability standpoint, he's fighting for a roster spot. You know, I mean, there's, there's plenty of depth in the starting pitching core that we've signed over the, over the off season. There's plenty of depth in the relief pitcher core. Um, I agree with you. I think he starts the season uh, in, in the minors. Um, I think he's got a, a, he's really got to show that there's um, there, there that things have turned around since 20, since that incident in 2019, just to be considered a face of the Yankees. Um, I I, I um, I'm I'm with you. I don't think he's on the starting roster as we go into the season. Um, I think he's an absolutely good pitcher. Um, but there are other things that uh, have kept other players off of lineups before. Yeah. And I think that kind of, that it kind of, it's just hard seeing him be on the team. And I think it's just kind of like, like what Ryan said, I don't think he's going to affect the whole locker room. I just think it's kind of, does he interfere with it in any way that kind of, can negatively affect the chances of the team going to the World Series. I think it kind of really depends on his spring training and how he performs. I could see him getting a lot of pitches and innings in just because they want to see what what he still has. And I think that if he's anything but not really good, he doesn't make it onto opening day roster and he goes straight to AAA. I just don't. See that coming, but to go off into kind of like what his competition competition would have been, I feel like the German stuff and Clark Schmidt getting his injury and being out to three to four weeks really three to four weeks really opens the door for Devi Garcia to be that fifth man of the starting rotation. Yeah, I'm. I said before we started recording that I'm a huge Davy fan. I'm. Uh, 
I mean, I like Clark Schmidt too, and I'm disappointed that he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, it's not uh, UCL related. As a, I mean, who who knows with what has happened with the Yankees the last couple of years? I mean, they came out with Severino saying, "Oh, it's not going to be Tommy John. It's going to be just a couple of weeks." And then three days later, it was Tommy John. So <laughs> we'll see. But um, uh, I, I've always, I I'm a big fan of Davey from what he did last year. I mean, that's the stuff with him and Eric Kratz was one of the, one of my favorite stuff, some of my favorite stuff that happened last year. Um, yeah. The father son, yeah. the father son <laughs> thing that they had going was really fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, I'm going to miss Eric Kratz on the team this year, to be honest. But um, I, I mean, right now sitting here today, I do think uh, Davey starts the year as a fifth starter. I don't think he'll go the whole year because he hasn't really thrown a whole year of, of uh, baseball yet. So, I mean, I thought it'll, it'll be a kind of a rotation to go in there, but um, just to, just to not depend on him for a full season, really, when he really hasn't thrown anywhere close to that amount of innings. But um, I do think Davey Garcia is the one that I'm highest on out of those three Herman. Schmidt and Garcia. I'm I'm a highest on Garcia. Yeah, he's he's the front runner right now. And I think we talked a little about um Boone's conference that he had last last week on the day that we recorded uh last Wednesday. And he kind of mentioned that he feels like there's 10 to 12 starting pitchers that they have right now in spring training. I don't know about all that, but I definitely think that. German and Clark kind of brings it down to eight in the sense of like who's there and who's available to be a starting pitcher. I definitely think mm-hmm. Devi has the best chance. I think the biggest thing is when Severino comes back and does Devi get bumped or does he go to the bullpen or does he just go back to triple mm-hmm. Like what oh. happens with that? Or do they go with a six man rotation? To give or something else happens because something yeah. always something always does happen during the season for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um we didn't we didn't put Sevi in our uh our notes at all, but um there there's been some news around him. Uh he's supposed to be starting uh throwing from a mound soon. And yep. uh yeah. he's, I think weeks, he they said. I think he's they said uh he's been throwing at 120 feet. I mean he they they said he ha- he's only been throwing fastballs, so he hasn't been throwing his other pitches yet. But um, he said he was on a, a podcast with like Joe's McFly and and um, it's called the Prince Strike Strong podcast that I listened to, and uh, he said his arm feels good. Um, said he might, he is getting back on a mound soon, so that's good news for the Yankees. I'm I'm optimistic about when they get him back. I mean. Some people say that you can't really expect anything from him, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes coming back from Tommy John is an advantage. And also when he comes back, he's going to have like two to three months before the playoffs start. So to get himself in order. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to freak out if he's not the, the ace we think he can be when he comes back uh, right away. So I'm going to be a little patient with him. Yeah, he just joins all the other starting pitchers we have that have had Tommy John surgery. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you look at the whole roster and you look at the ones we signed this offseason, you know, and Corey Kluber and and uh, and uh, Tyon has already had it. Right. So um, mm-hmm. Tyon so, had it twice. I don't. Yeah, tw- 
twice. I don't think Kluber had it actually, but he didn't have it. I thought he had. No, I thought he, he he had um, it it was elbow stuff, but he had. I mean, there was one time he had he got hit with a comebacker. Yeah, uh, that was twenty nineteen, and then right. last year he had he threw one inning. Um, I don't think I don't think it was Tommy John because he he would okay. still be out if he had Tommy John after off last year. So. Well, my point, my point being, there's enough risk in the starting pitching right now that I'm, I'm okay if they have ten to twelve to try to reach out to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, I think like, I don't know, Sevi is really good, and before he got hurt, he was by far the best pitcher on this team. I think coming to a team where he no longer has to be the ace, and Tanaka isn't in and out of the lineup and not randomly struggling with his splitter and having elbow stuff his own i think sevi coming in and being like the third or fourth pitcher for like three months before the playoffs and not having to like burden and struggle every game and like he could be like okay the bullpen will take this or cole cole is gonna go out in the next game and pitch a great game and we're gonna get a win he doesn't need to be the ace when he comes back and i think that's that'll be easier on him. And I think like, I feel like I think he's still going to be really good. No, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say he's going to be back to ACE form. I think he's, he's going to be a solid B at the end of the rotation. And that's mm-hmm. if he's your fourth guy, your rotation is pretty special. Yeah. I, I mean, what I've said this off season is that, I mean, I, what you brought up about him not having the pressure of being the ace again is, uh, I mean, that's why I was so excited about them signing Garrett Cole when they did. Um, but uh, unfortunately, we haven't seen them in the rotation at the same time yet. But um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, Severino. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, oh, here, here's what I was going to say. Even... Severino at 80% of his ability is still like a playoff starter. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Because he was an ace before he got hurt. He wasn't the best ace Mm -hmm. in the game, but he was like a B plus pitcher. Him coming back as a B is like Kluber. If he stays healthy, Tyone, if he stays healthy and then Cole, you throw in Devi, like it's just, Mm-hmm. I'm very excited if people do not get hurt. That's I think his yeah. I think I think his biggest his biggest um, <clears throat> advantage coming back in late season for us is experience. Okay, not only season experience, but his playoff experience. Do you remember that first start he had where he kind of blew up in the first inning? And, yeah. And uh, you know, and then after that, he settled down because he had a CC and other people saying hey, Masahiro Tanaka was one of his was one of his biggest coaches at that point. Like, breathe, just breathe, okay? Think mm-hmm. think other words on the mound and stuff like that. And I think you know every new guy that we you know Debbie Garcia would go, will probably go through that. Uh, mm-hmm. All these you know some of these other guys. So. I like the fact that we've got some experience coming midseason um, that we can count on, which uh, also leaves Cashman in a good position where maybe he doesn't need to go reach for that midseason, you know, uh, key asset to make it through the rest of the year and into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, something to add, Ryan? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I was going to ask if we wanted to 
switch to, and talk about the gas station. <laughs> but <laughs> well, before that, I just want to just Justin Wilson. That signing is yeah. now official with his contract being 2.8 million this year and with multiple player and club options for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think adding him to the bullpen is really good. When we were talking in our pre-recording session and just kind of spitballing ideas, I think I don't remember who said it, but I think it was Ryan saying that they flipped out of Eno for O'Day, Wilson, and Gardner. And I think like this whole under the cap salary stuff has worked out so well, like better than what I could have imagined it as. Like they were just able Mm -hmm. to find quality players on the cheap that are going to fill in better or as good as what they had to give up. Yeah. Um, Just to bring up what I was saying before, the show um Ottavino costed nine million and uh Gardner Wilson and O'Day all together cost just over six million okay. so I mean I don't think there's a question that the Yankees will get more use out of those three players than what they were getting use out of uh Adam Ottavino and plus they have some room to spare so I don't know if they trade for someone who is like I don't know two million dollars worth then <laughs> that's also that could also fit into that slot that they had out of, you know, for $9 million, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think they have, um, you know, we, we talked last week's in last week's podcast, we talked about, you know, uh, Wilson being one of those guys that's returning to the Yankees. Okay. 2015, he played for the Yankees. They used him as trade bait and, uh, and now he's back. And, and so anybody who's been with any experience of knowing what it's like to play in pinstripes, to play in New York, to handle the media, and all those other things. It's all just pluses uh, associated with uh, bringing, bringing them back. You know, he, and, and, and I'm looking forward to say it again. Like I said last week, I think, I think Adam Warren's a wild card for us too. And I think uh, we'll see what happens with him and, uh, and whether he gets any shot at joining the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not worried about the bullpen at all. I mean, no. with the O'Day and Wilson additions, you have five people that you're, pretty high on if you when you include green britain and chapman and then you also have guys like sessa and loisica and um and some other guys that have just come up uh, um i mean i i do think the yankees can have one of the best bullpens in baseball once again i mean yep. last year it kind of took a dip where they only had three guys that can trust but i i think they built it back up a little bit this year Oh, yeah, absolutely. And now they have this new gas station facility that, you know, <laughs> they can uh, they can use all the resources now that are available to them to kind of keep going up. And especially, I think, when you brought up um, Kluber and Tyone earlier, Brian, about their injuries, I think having such a high-tech pitching mound facility i think that's just perfect for them to get back from their injuries same with sevi and kind of like get back to form and figure out what mistakes they're making with all these cameras looking at them and going over the film and the video and the pitching speed and figuring out release angles and all this stuff like that's just 
great for the Yankees to have invested in. And just, I like, yeah, I like the fact that, um, you know, the, the guys are all saying it's amazing. We, we hang out in there. We love hanging out in there and trying to figure, you know, and, and, and see all this stuff. Um, you know, that it's, uh, wow. You, you get, you, you get paid to, you get paid to come in and, and, and kind of just, you know, experiment with everything. You, I mean, you already have a talent that you're getting paid for. Now you get to experiment with things and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, as, as things uncovered, nobody's seen pictures of what's in there. Right. So right now, um, did they show? I don't think so. But uh, they show there's a lot of, there's in. a lot of technology yeah. in there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure if the Yankees think they've got an advantage, I'm sure they're going to hold on to that as quietly yeah. as possible. I, I honestly think this is, this might be them catching up to the league a little bit. I mean, we talked about how uh, when Larry Larry Rothschild was here and we had Sonny Gray, that uh, they didn't really have the resources that Sonny Gray wanted. And uh, just he part of that probably played into his poor performance when he was a Yankee, and now he's in Cincinnati and he's performing well. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, the Yankees, although they don't, have the highest payroll most likely they uh they always invest in like their scouting and analytics and all, all the other resources that that give them get, uh, they, they try to give their players the best resources to play to the best of their abilities and th- this is another example of it yeah and i think that's just kind of like what you said ryan in the sense that we have we could have the best bullpen again i think this is just an other tool to add to our bullpen success and another reason for why the Yankees pitching staff and soon, hopefully this starting pitching rotation is just going to be really good this year. I think that, that, that gives me hope as a Yankee fan in the sense that that's always been where I see the fall of the Yankees and the pitching. We know we can put up runs, but I kind of want to, I really want a world series and I imagine you guys too. And I think having a more complete team kind of really helps that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I know this is kind of obvious, but Cole was officially um, named the starter for opening day. And there might be fans in opening day with last night, the Nets and the Knicks both having home games mm-hmm. with fans in it. Um, how do you guys yep. feel about that? New York's open for business again and then yeah. open for fandom. And I think uh, <clears throat> not only Cole, uh, you know, being declared the obvious opening day starter, but I thought part of his uh, press conference yesterday was really interesting, how he alluded to um, uh, cash of the Rays taking out uh, Blake Snell too soon uh, during mm-hmm. the World Series and how critical a moment that might have been. And he really hopes that, People learn, you know, it was interesting how we fit that into uh, to the conference and stuff. But uh, it, 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 it got a few vibes going through the social media crowds. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, obviously, as if there was a game tomorrow at Yankee Stadium, there would be fans there just based yep. off the, uh, the the legislation that was passed, I think, or just the yep. capacity limit. It's 10 uh, percent right now. 
I mean, who knows what it'll be? I mean, we have I another March of. I think it's fifteen for outdoor, ten percent for indoor. I oh yeah. They had a, I thought they had a difference on that. So, mm-hmm. so, but but fifteen percent for outdoor is still kind of in my mind a little bit too low. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, who who knows with vaccinations and cases yeah. kind of going down uh, across the. I mean, especially in our area, maybe the capacity will be a little bit higher and. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of optimistic that we'll get s- some decently sized crowds as the season goes on. So, I mean, I think definitely going into uh, a- yeah. Uh, obviously, it, this pandemic has been so hard to predict. We've had people yep. predict from the beginning of the lockdowns, like, oh, we're just going to be locking down for two weeks to slow down the spread, and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been a year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's going to take a lot longer to dig out. But yeah. um, it really is it's just because of so many things going on out here. You know, of course, you guys are back east and I'm, I'm out here in San Diego, uh, three hours behind you. Um, the statistics are getting better out here, too. Um, I actually am hoping in, that I can sneak up to uh, Anaheim and catch the Angels series. If, and that would be awesome. Um, I don't think they play the they, they don't play the pods out here this year. I don't think I have to look at the schedule. So. But anyway, any, any baseball is good baseball. So, and, and uh, of course, we can catch them all on TV. Yeah. And with spring training starting, I believe, Sunday, February 28th, yeah. that's going to be like our first real look at, you know, real live Yankee baseball since the Tampa Bay series. And that kind of just, I'm excited. I just want to see who goes out there and pitches and how the feeling is looking. And that's something definitely, you know, next week we're going to have another podcast Wednesday and with spring training starting, we're definitely going to start talking about lineups and pitching rotations and kind of what we saw from the games that we can see. And Ryan is absolutely looking forward to John Sterling calling a couple of games on the <laughs> network. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that. I mean, the, those two have Michael Kay and John Sterling have not called a game together since uh, since Michael Kay left for Yes Network, and um, of course, every, everyone knows that they those two called get uh, the late '90s dynasty together. So I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of good stories. I mean, I, I listen to Michael Kay's radio show sometimes, and he tell he'll tell stories about John Sterling and just on road trips with him and just how unique of a guy that John Sterling is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably I'm one, looking forward to that. Probably still one of the guys. I don't know if he still has his flip phone, but that was that was made famous by the oh, fact yeah. that, that that outlasted uh, everybody else's by about two decades. Well, who knows? John Sterling's, uh, his, his house went down in flames a couple of years ago, oh, so, and he lost everything. Yeah. But yeah. So he might have updated his phone, but... <laughs> 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 yeah. we'll see it, it should be fun uh i mean spring training is a time to watch baseball and not take it too seriously so yeah. i think those will be fun times i look forward to it I look forward to it yeah so what um, do we got for what do we got coming up jose do you want to talk about judge's smile you wrote that in the <laughs> i put it in yeah. i put it in you're right uh, so I, I thought it was pretty funny, and of course, I immediately drew the comparison to the fact that maybe Michael Strahan had something to do with this, okay? <laughs> because you know, there's one gap 
that is trademarked, and that's Michael Strahan. So yeah. maybe Aaron Judge had to do something in order to be differentiating himself in the New York community. I yeah. Joke around. But it looks good. I'm sure his girlfriend's happy about it and it made big news yesterday. So smile, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully it means an MVP season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm just joking here, but maybe it'll help him stay on the field. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm one who's, who says if he stays on the field for the majority of the season, he'll be a MVP candidate every year. I mean, absolutely. oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And his war will go through the roof. He really has a legit chance to be double. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. year, and uh, you know the only thing that's keeping him from that is at bats and playing time. So, yeah, yeah, I I think this is a good place to end. Um, yeah. Brian Ryan, thank you. I'm Jose. We're talking Yankees on Yankees Nation uh, from New York, uh, New York City Sports Nation. Uh, we all write for them. I know Brian does the Giants. I do the Nets. And Ryan is the blogger for uh, the, the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. So he's the one that's actually really heavily invested into the Yankees. Um, do you guys want to go over your Twitter real quick or anything like that that you want to share? Yeah, just uh, Ryan underscore Bologna. Uh, I'll be posting the podcast links there, and I'll be posting my blogs there. I I just posted a blog this morning about what to look for this spring training. So if if you want to keep an eye out for that. And um, pop pop bry guy, uh, as as known on uh, Twitter and Instagram, actually. So um, <clears throat> all because I just love my grandkids and they love me. And I'm Jose Roden, and next week we're going to be going into spring training and all that stuff, so stick with us, and we'll try to keep you all up to date on all Yankee stuff, all Yankee news. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Go Yanks.